Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hey, guys. It's da- it's Daniel coming at you from Canada now. Woo! Oh shit! We need to change your intro. <laughs> I oh, oh yeah, I just, I just thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like just thought about that. We'll idea. do that later. Ain't yeah. nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that right now. God damn. <laughs> well, you have all the time. I mean, I do. I have 14, 14 days of uh, quarantine. Oh goddamn! So. Today is day. Is it day two now? I think technically yes. I want to count. Well, it as okay. Day are three. you counting? Are you counting the day that you arrived as day one? Yes. Is that, <laughs> are you allowed to do that? And no. you know, Daniel, I, I actually heard something that, um, is interesting. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. So Daniel, you, so you flew from, uh, Spain. So Madrid to Amsterdam, yeah. Amsterdam to Toronto. And then you stayed one night in Toronto and then you flew back to Calgary. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. I heard something that when you arrive in Calgary, you're actually supposed to or not Calgary, when you arrive in Canada, you're actually supposed to quarantine for two weeks. Like where you arrive? Yes. Yeah. Did but you the, know this, Daniel? No. Well, I heard like as soon as you arrive, you're supposed to quarantine. But at the same time, <laughs> there's no direct flights from Europe to Calgary. So like it's impossible. Yeah. But so, so for example, um, my brother's friend, apparently, because this is how I found out. Yeah. So my brother's friend was, you know, again, flying back from wherever. And mm-hmm. he flew back to Toronto first. Because, again, mm. you said there's no direct flights to Calgary. Exactly. But he had to quarantine in Toronto for two weeks. What? So you, I think you went above the law, Daniel. <gasps> oh, God damn. That'd be sc- <laughs> Don't, let's not say that on this podcast. This is public information. I'm going to be arrested. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought because like, you know, there's a lot of other people. Like if I could have, I would have booked a flight like the same day. So I wouldn't have to leave the airport and I would have just gone to Calgary. But like I had to, there was no flight. So I had to book one for the next day. So I don't know. I guess I broke the But legally, apparently you were supposed to uh, quarantine in Toronto. I was shocked. I'm actually really shocked when I arrived because you know, my story's a bit like complicated, like living in the UK, living in Spain. Now Uh I'm coming back. I was like mentally prepared to be detained. I was like, for sure, they're going to pull me aside for questioning. Like this is going to happen as soon as I arrive. And it didn't happen. And I was like, so what happened in Toronto? So like nobody really cared? No, they did. Like they still asked me questions and stuff. They're like, oh, so what is your quarantine plan? Do you, ha- are you exhibiting any symptoms of like fever or whatever else? What um, did you tell them when you, when they asked you what's your quarantine plan? I said, I'd be going to Calgary to my parents' house and I'd be oh, quarantining okay. there. And they didn't and say they anything. Didn't, they didn't care. Oh, no. okay. So. I feel like no one knows what the hell they're doing. This is the thing. I think it's cause like, again, it's like very like. Not co- well, yeah, a little bit like convoluted. I think even the like law enforcement and people that are supposed to be yeah. like the the rules are like people don't really know exactly what they should right. be doing. So, but you would think that like an immigration officer would be like, 
you know, they would know their <laughs> shit, right? So, you know, oh, yeah. by, by the way, something I found out today, which is really annoying. I think I already texted oh you this, but. What did you find out? Um, so basically one one of my plans when I arrived was to basically just like um, get tested right away if I could. So I was like talking to my parents and they called like Alberta Health Services for me um, mm-hmm. to find out, you know, how I book a test. Like if, if I get tested and I comes up negative, does it mean I still have to quarantine? Um, and they were said I could get a test if I wanted. Um, because everyone can get tested now, I guess. And then they said, though, you, even if I get tested and it comes back negative, I still have to complete this 14-day quarantine. So I was like... Yeah, I told you, Daniel. I know. So I'm just like, there's no <laughs> you point... You didn't listen to me when I told you. There's no point in me getting tested right now. Like, I, yeah, there's no, just no point. point. I might as well just sit here in my parents' basement and live yeah. my best life. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't even test your temperature? Or did they test your oh, temperature? No, no, they did. They, they tested my oh, temperature I see. as well. Yeah, they had like a little okay. te- temperature gun. Just to see if I was oh, like, I see. having a fever or anything like that. So, okay. Yeah. They're a little yeah, bit Yeah, I like, do feel like maybe Canada's a bit lax. Like they're a bit like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they could be a bit stricter. Mm, I think so as well. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like, and I said this to you already, but like when I got here as well, like so many people, mm-hmm. like when I was at the hotel and like when I was going to the airport and stuff, people just seemed really like nonchalant about the masks. Like they just didn't yeah. really seem to care. No one wears... This is the problem. Like nobody really wears masks. I mean, yeah, some people wear masks uh, more so in the grocery stores, but Mm. there's not like a direct guide being like, you should be wearing a mask when you're doing this. Like it's more like, oh, masks are recommended. Come on, Canada. Like grow some balls. Like tell people that they need to wear a mask. I was shocked when I heard that um, Calgary Transit is handing out masks. Like they're handing out 200,000 masks or something to people to recommend that they wear them, but it's not mandatory on transit. And I was like... It should be 100% mandatory on transit. Exactly. If you're riding a bus or on a a train in an enclosed space, you 100% should be wearing a mask. Like I just don't understand why people are so... It's like why... Oh, people are so annoying. Yeah. So It should 100% be mandatory. 100%. Especially if they're giving out the masks. Exactly. So like... yeah they're they're literally people are getting them for free so they're not even have to pay for them like this is one thing where i was like in spain they actually like had their shit together a little bit because they basically were like well after the fact yeah after (laughs) the fact um they were like basically if you want to ride public transit or if you're going shopping in any store that's enclosed like a clothing store grocery store you have to wear a mask or you will not be allowed in that store right and if it makes sense exactly if you take off the mask in the store they'll kick you out simple yeah like you have no choice <laughs> yeah it's i don't understand but i mean whatever yeah i mean like considering the fact that we're a pretty s- small country in terms of population and yeah. we're such a big country in terms of geography mm-hmm. we have a lot of cases yeah do you know what i'm saying it's like for a country that's this big geographically mm-hmm. you know we have a lot of cases so exactly. and if you think about it like, um, even, yeah even, like you like you, you mentioned even the point is like look at our cities and how they're structured like other than a few of the big cities like it's pretty we're pretty sparsely populated like even in mm-hmm. calgary if you're not living downtown pretty much the rest of the calgary is like living in like houses that are like spread yeah. apart you know what i mean like so yeah people already... are not that close together exactly. so how are how is everyone getting it <laughs> exactly. Because because in Spain, it made sense because like even in the cities, it's like the way that the cities are set up and in Spain and a lot of other countries I've been to in Europe, it's like they don't have so much of this like houses with the picket fence and the grass garden. They're all in like these kind of apartment complexes. Yeah. Like, a lot of them until you get outside of the city. But like the, in the ma- main part of the city, it's like that. And you could see why in that circumstance people would get it. And also everyone like communicates and it's very social around these like plazas and centers like of, of like... um in the middle of like these buildings and stuff. So it's very easy yeah. to see how it would trans like 
transmit yeah. faster in those places like italy it doesn't totally. shock me that it, it exploded there and I know, spain right? as well because it's like and they're very the touchy you know they do the yeah they do the kissing of the you know the cheeks or whatever exactly. you know there's a lot of like you know hugging a lot of kissing of the cheeks a lot of touching. so i'm gonna i'm gonna miss yeah. that i'm gonna miss being touched oh, you know <laughs> <laughs> well i mean ain't nobody gonna touch you for at least 14 days oh, that, oh, god damn <laughs> God damn! How you feeling during quarantine? Um, I mean, so it's a, far it's okay. I mean, I thought the weather would be nicer because it was supposed to be really nice today. Oh my god! Stuff. Right? Ridiculous! The weather is so shit, and it's I gonna know. be shit. So at least, I mean, the weather's gonna be shit. So you're not missing exactly. out on much. I feel like I would feel worse if I was quarantined and the weather was really nice. Yeah, it's just that my parents have like a really big backyard, so I was kind of hoping to like go out in the backyard and like and tan and tan and <laughs> you know and work out out back there. I was I'm I'm like so determined to work out, but like so far I've done nothing except for eat. Well, you've only been here for like two days. Yeah, but still, so. you know, I just feel like I think I'm it's okay lazy. to kind of lay low for a few days and like you know mm. don't push yourself. Okay, you're you're probably jet lagged. True. And you don't want to be too tired because then you're going to push yourself and your immune system is not going to be very strong. Oh, you know God what I'm damn. saying? It's going to mm-hmm. be compromised and then I'm going to get the COVID. God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be scared as all hell. Oh, God. So, uh, oh, my God. You're in Canada. This I is know. crazy. It's so nuts. We're like, in the same country. I know. Ah. This um, like never happens. I know. Like, li- well, it happens, happened a few times in our friendship. You know, we were in the UK together. We were. That was the K- last time. I know. That's true. And when it's I been, was living in the UK. Yeah. And it's been how long? Like seriously. Four years. God damn. Four years. Yeah. Because I moved um, out or I moved out of the UK in uh, 2016. Yeah. So it's been four years. <gasps> oh, God damn. Rose. God now we'd damn. be reunited. Well, kind of virtually reunited. S- semi re Well, we'd be reunited in about two weeks. God exactly. damn. We were thinking we're going to do like a... Um, you know, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to even like film the podcast. Cause like if we're both, yeah, here, it's going like, to be a different situation. Yeah. Cause yeah, everything's going to change, but I think it would be fun. Like we were kind of talking about to do like a celebration drunken episode. That we're back <laughs> in the same city. Well, everyone wants us to do another drunken episode. So I yeah. think, uh, the next one we do uh, well, the next, the first one we do when we are actually physically together, yeah. we will do a drunken episode. So we'll do it in so. like the e- evening. We'll plan, we'll plan something. And yeah. And then maybe It'll after the podcast, time. we can socially distance in a pub somewhere as well after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, well, pubs are open. Things are open. So mm. it's kind of semi back to normal semi. Yeah. Um, although it feels weird. Like everyone's still wearing, like I went to a pub like a few days ago, maybe last yeah. week. Oh, you didn't wait. You didn't waste any time. Did you Rose? No, well, <laughs> I did. No, I didn't go for a long time. Yeah. And then, cause I think it was open for a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. before I actually went. Um, and, uh, yeah, it felt weird. Like the mm. menu, you had to download the menu on like your phone oh, using like a QR code. Oh, this is what they as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what, how do I even download it using a QR code? I'm such, yeah. I'm such a grandma. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Um, and then, yeah, you have to like, uh, all the servers are obviously wearing masks yeah. and then, you know, it just feels so weird. And I'm like, apparently this is the new normal, which yeah. I don't like. I know. Do you think that, that that maybe like, I mean, I think once we come out of this situation, the Corona is like, we have a, a vaccine and stuff. I wonder if like a lot of businesses are going to continue some of these practices, like, you know, for restaurants and stuff, it might be easier for them just to have digital menus because they're super easy to change. And so when people yeah. arrive there, they just look at their phones and that's how they order. And then they don't have to print menus and do all that other stuff. And you know, maybe, could be. I don't know. Do you like to have something in your hand to hold, Rose, and flip well, through Well, I mean, I'm a grandma, and, and I yeah. don't know how to download a QR code situation, God so... damn, roses. I know. I also but don't like, know how to well, download a QR, though. I just, like, I just took a picture yeah. of it and it pulled up the website. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. We, we were we were in Spain and with the same thing happened. Me and my friend, we went for my last like dinner before I left. Right. And we went to this restaurant and it had the same thing where it's like these QV whatever codes. QR, just, yeah. QR. She puts her phone over and then it pulls up the menu on the website or something. Yeah, but I think you need an app that reads the Q. Actually, I don't know. Maybe iPhones yeah. do some kind of reading yeah, on it was an its iPhone. own. It was an iPhone, yeah. Right. Anyways, well, I mean, do we have a topic today or are we, we just... We sure do. You know what our God topic damn, is today? Daniel, what, what be our topic, Daniels? So our topic today is the Savage Slash Episode 2. Oh my God. I still can't get over this name. I know. You you like <laughs> hate it. Until you, until you come up with something... Welcome to the Savage Slice. Yeah. Until you well, come up with something different, Rose. That's what we're keeping. God damn, Daniel. I mean, I think most people think it'd be corny as hell, but we gonna go with it. It's true. We have actually a lot. Like, so we have Do a we? lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if you guys don't know the Savage Slice, oh mm-hmm. God, every time I say it, I cringe. <laughs> but anyways, Daniel's favorite segment. So what is uh, the Savage is, Slice, Rose? It's basically where we give you advice on your uh, random life situations mm-hmm. and problems that you may have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like chatting with us as friends and... We just kind of give you our take on your situation. So you can always uh, submit your questions or problems Mm -hmm. to us by email email or DMs maybe. Both. So I've been looking at, so either either slip into our DMs on Instagram um, (laughs) at the Savage Podcast or send us an email, uh, thesavagepodcast at gmail.com and just maybe put in the subject line, you know, Savage Slice or advice or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've kind of just been keeping track of those. So yeah, just continue to do it because this is going to be, I think, a once a month thing that we're going to do. So yeah, keep them coming, guys. This is like fun. And, you know, we did the first episode and... We've actually gotten some pretty good feedback and people were like, Ooh. oh, we were unsure of, you know, the situation, like what it would be like. And actually people really enjoyed it. So, um, that's Sweet. good. Okay. Let's just jump straight into it. Okay. Shall we? Oh gosh. Ain't nobody a- got time. I'm busy now, Daniel. My, my cafe be open as hell. That's true. When do you have to be back? You have to be back in like an hour. God damn, I got to go back in like less, uh, in about an hour. Yeah. Oh God damn. Okay. Goddamn. All right. <laughs> so, oh gosh, this is a very long one. So I'm going to read the whole thing. And okay, sure. I, haven't parif- I haven't even looked at these before, so this could be interesting. Oh, interesting. All right. Okay. So situation one. All right. So okay. I'm going to, it's a, it's a, it's a novel. Um, a, 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 a little backstory. I'm vegan. I have been vegan for almost five years now. I went vegan overnight for ethical reasons. And I made that connection about six years ago when my dog died. I went vegetarian overnight too for a year prior to becoming vegan until I discovered the horrors of the dairy and the egg industry. Fast forward to 2017, this person met their now husband in 2017. They got married at the end of 2019, um, actually just a couple of months from where we are now. Um, He wasn't vegan when they met, but after planting some seeds, he went vegan too, um, and all was good and well. We, they even started a fully vegan bakery business together. Whoa, that's cool. Uh, When we decided to get married, because of our, they're an interracial couple, our parents insisted on having two weddings to satisfy both families' traditions and cultures. One was fully vegetarian, the other was fully vegan. We seemed to be on the same page ethically, morally, and even discussed raising vegan kids and starting a family. I couldn't ask for anything more. So that's the the backstory. I feel like I know what's coming. Okay, keep going, keep going. Oh, God. But now... For some reason, he completely threw all of that out the window and is back to eat, to being a complete <gasps> meathead. And I mean complete, what? even more so than before. He orders McDonald's like almost every day, has chicken and beef on the same plate and eats no fruit or veg. 
and actually eats in front of me like it's no big deal. In the beginning of this meathead phase, I tried to be understanding and tolerate the fact that perhaps he's on his own journey and that he will be vegan again in his own time. But the truth is, I can't deny the disappointment and hurt, especially since he knows I went vegan for specifically ethical reasons. I tried to discuss my concerns with him and how uncomfortable it makes me feel to see him eat this food and all of the red meat in front of me all the time. He was willing to compromise and said that he would not eat it in front of me. But us living under the same roof is hard to avoid having meals together. I have cooked vegan meals for him and said encouraging things to him, but nothing seems to work. The bottom line is him purchasing those horrendous foods wherever he eats them. In fr- well, bleh, sorry. The bottom line is him purchasing those horrendous foods, whether he eats them in front of me or not, ultimately bothers me. Now I feel kind of cheated, like he wasn't the person I married. Because to me, it's not just about the food, but more of the ethical and moral standpoint. And there's no denying that this has put quite a bit of strain on our relationship. Quite honestly, I'm frustrated and sad and I just really, you know, don't know how to deal with this. So what do you think would be? Oh, that's a tough situation. This is is a very tough situation. This is heavy. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people Mm. because, you know, especially when uh, it's so difficult because I'm sure she loves, I mean, they obviously love each other, their husband yeah, and wife, but then exactly. it's like those ethical, um, those ethical things are really important, 100%. you know, like that's like your, you know, <clears throat> and, and the fact that they got married at that time and they were kind of on that same page ethically and, same journey and together, all of a yeah. sudden, yeah, all of a sudden for him to just go 180 mm-hmm. and I just wish I knew a little bit more about his reasoning as to yeah. why yeah he did she didn't have uh, this person mm-hmm. she or he didn't actually i mean i think you just insinuated yeah, that it was a she it's yeah, fine yeah. if you yeah. can, <laughs> i think it's okay if we say if she she or he yeah true 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 um, um there's it doesn't really specify in this the why the the reasoning why um and it's it's a tough one because yeah like why has he all of a sudden done this kind of 180 um especially because i feel like because they're already living together and they're like obviously married and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately it was like, it was like, for example, I just think back to when I, I mean, obviously we were never married I'm me and Rose, but uh, <laughs> I think back to when I was living with you and right. even before I was, even before I was vegan, I was vegetarian, but like even before I went vegan, primarily because we were cooking together, it was just yeah. easier just to eat vegan food, even though mm-hmm. at that point I wasn't vegan, but I, you know, I was fine. I didn't mind. And so I, I just don't understand why all of a sudden he's had this kind of, um, I just feel like, okay, obviously I'm just, sorry. I, I just interrupted there. No, no, fine. Um, I feel like potentially this is just my assumption based on what I just, you know, heard. Yeah. Potentially, you know, he maybe never really made the full ethical connection yeah. and he simply went vegan because, um, she was vegan. Yeah. So, you know, you're dating a vegan and you kind of get, you know, persuaded, mm. you know, because it's easy to get persuaded when you're dating somebody and, you know, you think you've made some kind of, you know, connection. Yeah. But really, it's mainly because you're in that relationship and yeah. um, you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, like it makes sense. But you haven't fully made that decision yourself. Like yeah. he didn't himself. I mean, actually, I don't know. Right. Like, but yeah. based it's, on what I can see, she yeah. obviously kind of like pushed him toward that direction. And I'm sure in some points he was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like I'm totally Mm going to go vegan. But then after a little bit of time, if you did not, 
you know, take that proactive approach of making that decision yourself, yeah. then you haven't had those internal conversations with yourself for you to make that kind of lifelong decision. Exactly. So I feel like maybe, you know, especially when you're first dating, you want to like impress each other. You want, mm -hmm. you know, you want to be on the same page and you, you, maybe you want to get married. So you think like, okay, we kind of want to be on the same page. And then after you're married, I mean, this happens in different ways as well. Like after people yeah. get married, they just kind of like, you know, maybe they put less of an effort to the relationship mm. that could be potentially it. So that he doesn't care as much about maybe like impressing her. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, again, this is this is just such a tough one because, I mean, from the sounds of it, they'd been together for like two, two and a bit years before they decided to get married. Um, so they've been yeah. together for, a, you know, a fair amount of time. Um, and, and they even have a vegan business together. So they started a vegan oh, yeah, bakery, what right? Oh, yeah, that? That's so, crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I get what you're saying about maybe he hadn't fully made that connection. Um, yes. So... <sighs> I don't know. It's hard for us to give advice because obviously we're not going to be like divorce him. Like, no, of course not. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's tough. Cause it's like, <sighs> this and is I'm a problem with, you know, marriage. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that like they've been having, like, it sounds like they've been having these discussions and it is putting a bit of a strain yeah, yeah. in the relationship. I mean, my, I guess my only suggestion, cause it is a tough one. Like I'm, I'm not going to say, Oh, you need to divorce your husband or anything drastic like that. But like, maybe, you know, you, you need to, obviously this is a, a, a pain point. And I think the more that you guys sit down and talk about it and find yeah. out maybe like, what are his reasonings? Why, like what, you know, what's, you know, what, why has he all of a sudden decided to, you know, go back to eating meat? Was he feeling like maybe, um, you know, I, I can't think of a, lo a logical reason to be honest, but let's just pretend yeah, yeah, like yeah. he was thinking that he was having some kind of health deficiency or whatever it might be in his mind. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be eating McDonald's is my, is that, my no, understanding. No, no, this is, this is so <laughs> but true. Yeah, I mean, but it like, could let, be let, that. Let, he could just, honestly let, be thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say that he, that was his reason. So then if you, if you, if you uncover that in a discussion, then you could talk about, well, actually there's ways that we could address this with, with vegan foods that maybe we weren't eating before, but we need to like, you know, make sure that we're taking a supplement or, you know, eat mm -hmm. a certain type of produce that is high in a certain vitamin that maybe he was lacking or something, you know, like, right. I think there's a ways to adjust your, your vegan diet to, you know, be, be able to combat, I guess, those concerns if they had, if, if he had any of those, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, it's just such a tough I'm one. I'm just and feeling like, I feel like it just, it really depends on the person like it depends on her and what she can deal with in terms of you know can she deal with a non-vegan partner can yeah. she deal with the fact that they may not have you know they may not be raising vegan kids can mm -hmm. she deal with the fact that you know ethically they're not you know may, obviously they're not as aligned as she thought it was yeah. as she thought they were um mm -hmm. i don't think he's a bad person because he stopped being vegan but yeah. um everyone has kind of a different threshold as to like how much they can accept in terms of mm -hmm. the non-vegan thing. Yeah. So <sighs> this is like impossible to actually give our uh, advice on because mm. you like, I don't know, you know, it sounds like she's very, you know, ethically driven to be yeah. vegan and, you know, so it's going to be a really tough <clears throat> battle. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think, yeah. uh, Part of it too, as I guess in the beginning, not that this really makes that much of a difference, but in the mm -hmm. beginning when they started dating, he wasn't vegan. So I guess. Right. And he's gone. Like he vegan. wasn't vegan in the beginning. Right. Yeah. And then they like, he went vegan. Exactly. So 
So that know. means, so you're saying that like potentially she could be okay with the fact that he's not vegan because yeah. she, he wasn't vegan when they started dating. Yeah. Right. But it, I can see how she like would feel this kind of like sense of almost like betrayal a little bit. I mean, I would sense. feel the same. Yeah. I would totally yeah. feel the same. But I mean, again, we're not saying that you're this, yeah. uh, this person's husband is a bad person or anything. It's just that, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's, she's just having a, uh, I feel like <sighs> it's. Because the thing is, we yeah, sure, maybe they, he wasn't vegan when mm. they started dating. But, like, dating is very different from marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the fact, that, the fact that he's vegan may have contributed to the fact that they got married. Exactly. So that's a very big, you know, it's a big thing, especially if they have a vegan bakery together. They, yeah. they talked about raising vegan kids. He knows the ethics behind it. Um, but at the same time, it's like if you push him, to keep to go vegan again it's like that's going to build resentment as well yeah so it's going to put a strain on the relationship regardless i feel like yeah. so there needs to be some kind of um i guess compromise yeah i guess you know I think, in some way I, I think at the biggest yeah that's the biggest thing it sounds like they're trying to work out some compromise like mm-hmm. he's saying he's not going to eat this food in front of her so i mean but there, i guess maybe that's what needs to be the next steps is like understand i guess his reasoning talk about it communicate yeah. is the like the communication i think is the biggest thing and mm-hmm. yeah just um come up with some compromises and things to to, to make this work you know um oh god it's so difficult yeah it's a really tough one and, and i'm sorry that you're going through this because that's you know it is frustrating yeah. it is you know i would feel the same it's almost like if you're marrying someone because you know like let's say you i liked somebody because they're i can't like a really athletic or something and then all of a sudden we get married and they decide to uh you know sit on the couch all day and do nothing you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not who I married. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a shallow example, but you no. know, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, it's not too shallow, actually. It's still, no, it still is an indicator of that person's values. Exactly. And this is yeah. the, because, because fitness to me is part of the reason why, okay, well one, okay. There's the aesthetic reason that I like fitness, yeah. <laughs> the shallow yeah. reason, but also fundamentally, it also tells you a lot about who that person is in a sense exactly. that like, you know, their physical activity, the things that they like to do, their, their drive. I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that can be said about that. So that's, yeah, a little side note. <laughs> oh God. Um, this gives me no hope. <laughs> oh gosh, Rose, don't I'm say like, that. You know, see, cause like my, my kind of, you know, my plan, okay. Mm-hmm. Is to meet a potentially non-vegan man and turn him vegan yeah. and then marry that, marry <laughs> that ass, you know, <laughs> have vegan kids. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know what? I think that sounds like such a great fantasy, Rose, that we should pitch it to Disney. <laughs> I think they'll make a Disney movie of oh this, this storyline, you know? <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll meet a vegetarian, you know? Yeah. And then, because, like, they're easier to turn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. Yeah. but it's Well, so somebody that to... already cares a little bit about environment and animal yeah. rights. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's hard to turn somebody that doesn't have any awareness of that. Mm. But somebody that already kind of cares a little bit, you can kind of like, you know, sway them further. Sway. And also, yeah. And I think, you know, another another factor that maybe doesn't sway them so much ethically, but just for like a matter of convenience. Like, for example, if you're living together, like, and, and you guys are cooking together and stuff, it's going to be vegan food. You know what I mean? So in, in, in many ways, they'll start to shift to be vegan anyway. You know what I mean? No, but that's not being vegan. That's just eating plant-based food. That's true. I, oh, yeah. I need the ethical, 
it's, it's like this person. I need them to be on the same page ethically. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's going to be difficult. That is going to be hard. That's a tough one. So, yeah. oh, I mean, so- sorry we couldn't give more kind of <laughs> like so concrete advice. Give, this, like, is, this is yeah. a very difficult situation. And yeah. again, yeah, I'm really sorry that you're you're going through this. Yeah. Um, but Maybe again, you could I, give us an update later as to what's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. That's really shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you guys can work it out. Yeah. Maybe show him a few more uh, of those movies. Oh, I yeah, don't know, man. Some documentaries. Oh, we need and, to do a... You know. Daniel and I need to do a little documentary night. That's Yes, we do. We definitely mm-hmm. do. All oh, right. gosh. We need to watch... What is it? Earthlings? Earthlings. I'm not We're going to do it, Daniel. You oh, are God. ready. You need to okay. do it. You're not fully vegan until you've seen that. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, next next so that, one. So that was our first situation. So situation two, this was actually, it's not so much of a um, life situation. It's more of a question, but it's from one of our sure. um, pa- Patreons. Oh, cool. And um, basically their question was, um, and this one's like actually an interesting one because I know it's quite controversial in within the vegan community as well. Ooh, so shit. it's talking about the consumption of eggs, particularly okay. free range eggs. And also eggs, for example, that if you had your own, you know, chickens and that kind of stuff. So, so just generally, what is our, what are, what are your thoughts and my thoughts on consumption of eggs? Okay. So I haven't done too much research on this, Mm -hmm. but I have heard that first of all, chickens don't actually lay eggs that much. So I've heard that they lay like, um, maybe like once, like, like a human, like once a month or something naturally, but because of all the ways that we modify them, mm. they lay eggs at a much higher rate. Now, yeah. I don't know exactly what their natural rate of you know laying eggs is, but I've yeah. heard it's much, much less than what we think it is, basically. Mm-hmm. So the problem with... And so that's, that's one thing to consider. Yeah. Second thing to consider is this kind of... How do I say? I guess it depends on your... Um, what's the word intention in a way, because if you got backyard chickens just for their eggs, I do feel like in some ways you're just telling yourself it's better, but like you're technically still still kind of exploiting them. Exactly. Like, is it hurting them? We don't. Oh, that's another point is I heard Mm -hmm. that when you, again, I don't know if this is fact, but I heard when you take their eggs, they get stressed out or something. There's something that happens to them. They get stressed Mm -hmm. out and they don't really like it. So that's another factor to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I think it's the worst thing to have backyard eggs and have their eggs instead of buying eggs? No, I don't think it's the worst thing. That's probably the best yeah. thing if you actually want to consume eggs. But um, I also think that it it's a slippery slope to another... It's a slippery slope mm. in a sense that you... If you start consuming eggs in your home, mm-hmm. what's going to really stop you from consuming eggs, you know, in a, in a restaurant? Like, it's something yeah. you eat already. You see it... Yeah. You already see it as food. So I think it makes it more difficult for you to continue, you know, the egg, you know, non-consumption thing, you know? Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree with you in many, with many, with the, with most (laughs) of your point. I can't even speak Mm -hmm. today. What's wrong with me? Um, I agree on most of those points. I think, yeah, again, if you're getting like backyard chickens, like you said, I think a lot of it does depend on the intention. If you just... It's, it's kind of a difficult one, though, because, like, if you have backyard chickens that are laying eggs and then you're taking them to eat them, even if your intention originally wasn't to take their eggs to have the backyard chickens, they were just pets, but they've laid eggs now and you've decided yeah. you want to take them, then kind of, like, you're changing your intention of why you're having chickens in your backyard. Right, 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 right. Because right. then you're starting yeah. to use it as a food source. Um, 
And then also I think, again, um, that's a strong point in that as well is that it does, I think, and again, I haven't done enough research on this either, but yeah. I do think there is something to be said about it causing stress to animals because, um, like think about like whenever birds like make their nests and stuff like that, if you're taking yeah. stuff out of their nest, like they're going to get stressed yeah. out, you know? So yeah. it's not going to be beneficial for those chickens. It's going to put them in, you know, unnecessary stress and stuff. And I mean, really, you don't need to eat eggs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is the, mm-hmm. at the, at the end of the day, again, why are you eating this egg where the actual like yolk and everything is meant for like a, you know, a, a baby chicken to, to eat and grow and with inside this, you know, egg right. basically. Um, and it's supposed to be energy for a baby chicken, not for us. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's supposed to be, well, okay. I don't know exactly the, again, the science behind this, mm. but it's supposed to be like a hen's like a menstrual cycle. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah. And then some of them, I guess, turn into egg, uh, to uh, chicks. Yeah. I don't know how it works. Well, they have to okay. be fertile. They have to be fertilized. I think. Right. I don't, okay. again, I don't know enough about this, but I think like, <laughs> yeah. that's why you have to have a rooster chicken and then the chicken lays right, the egg right. and then the rooster fertilizes it or something. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I have no idea, yeah. but yeah, it's, but, yeah, yeah. The, it, I, I feel like you don't need to see it as food, mm-hmm. and there is no need for it. So, yeah. I mean, if you feel like that's the only like you have to have eggs, then like yeah. maybe that's the only way. And it's also like I also think to myself when I think of these things, mm-hmm. it's like, is this sustainable for everyone? Like, if everyone started doing it, is mm-hmm. it moral? Is it ethical? Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. We can't no. all have our own backyard chickens. You know, so you have to think about it that way. When you have a moral or ethical question, ask Mm -hmm. yourself, can everyone do this and will the world still survive? Because that's one thing that I ask myself. And, you know, you not. No, you can't. You can't Mm -hmm. just all have backyard chickens, grass fed beef and all this shit. Well, that's actually really a really good point because I never thought of it like that. It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, think of the bigger picture and think, okay, you know, I, for example, might be able to have chickens in my backyard. But like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of people that, you know, if everyone basically it's just not feasible for everyone to do that. Um, And that's why it's so funny when you see like, well, the people that are saying that this is sustainably, you know, sustainably sourced meat or sustainably sourced. And it's like, well, actually, that's not sustainable. It's Um, not sustainable. So you can't really technically call it that because it's just it's not it's not feasible. Yeah. So that, that, I think, yeah, I think those, those are my main thoughts on eggs as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if someone, obviously if they have a food scarcity issue, that's mm. a different issue. Yeah. But I think we're talking, I think we are talking about people that don't have a food scarcity issue and they just yeah. want to eat eggs. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, like it is more ethical to just avoid eating the eggs. And yeah. I heard that also like people that do ra- raise like backyard chickens or rescue hens that don't eat the people that don't eat the eggs, they'll like refeed it back to the chicken. I know that sounds gross, but like apparently they like get, they lose a lot of calcium or something like that when they, uh, you know, when they lay eggs Mm -hmm. and then the, by eating the, the eggs back, they like regain back the calcium. I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I heard that's what people do. So instead of eating the eggs, you could just be feeding it back to them, I think. But again, don't know everything about these chickens and their leg egg process. Mm-hmm. Leg, a, a, leg, leg, egg, 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 laying, <laughs> leg, egg, egg, laying process. <laughs> God damn. Nice. Okay. That's a, that'd be a tongue twister as hell. Mm-hmm. Try to say that 10 times fast, Rose. God damn. <laughs> What's um, next, Daniel? So situation, the next situation. So this is another interesting one and actually very, very timely with everything that's going on with, you know, um, Black Lives Matter and everything else. Oh, um, interesting. So okay. how do I not freak the beep, the freak the fuck out <laughs> of re- um, of relatives being being racist or denying racism exists? 
Oh God. So how do I not freak out at the relatives that are, de- that are being racist or denying that racism ever, even exists? Oh, fuck my life. I know. Um, These are some hard questions you ask- this time. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> yeah, what do you damn. think, Daniel? You want, you want to answer first? Uh, I think, uh, this is situational, not situational. Um, like, because the thing that's tough is like, I've had conversations like this with, with some of my relatives and I think a lot of it, and we kind of mentioned this before with, in the last Savage Slice, actually, when we talked about, you know, grandparents and, you know, if they're asking you to get certain foods and like, you know, this right. kind of stuff, it's a, it's really challenging because I think with my, my parents or with maybe some of the younger, not younger, but like my aunts and uncles and things like that, um, I think I would be a lot more, um, vocal about situations like not I would I wouldn't get like aggressive or anything but like Mm -hmm. if something came up about being about racism and stuff I would definitely say my two cents you know in a polite and respectful way because it's still your family right I don't want to get into an argument with anyone about this um where I do find it really challenging sometimes and actually I'm quite lucky that most of my grandparents are very open-minded but you know Mm -hmm. sometimes with the older generation um Mm -hmm. they can be kind of set in their ways in some yeah. respects. So I can talk to them about racism and things like that, but, and, and they, for the most part, get it, but then they'll say a certain, a certain comment or a certain thing where you're just kind of like, Ooh, yeah, know, I'm not sure they really un- fully understood that. But again, like we're talking about people that are in their eighties and stuff. Like I'm not about to, you know, get yeah. into a heated discussion or anything like that with them because yeah. <clears throat> I also think we have to be careful with, and I, I talk about more like out, like more elders is that, you know, I just really feel like you have to show them a certain level of, well, you have to show them a certain level of respect. You know what I mean? Like they've been around for a very long time. Well, you don't necessarily have to show them respect depending on who they are. It just depends. Tr- that's true. If they're <laughs> shitty people, you don't have to show them respect. I'm just that's saying true. like respect no, is no, earned. No, no, But true, I get true, what true. you're saying though. I'm like I get my, what I'm you're saying. meaning my family. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of generally, just because someone is yeah. older doesn't mean that they necessarily deserve your respect but no, no, true, i mean true, yes true. i get what you're saying in that like yeah. they've been around for a while they've seen different things they grew yeah. up differently so i in think that time, those are in important a different era mm-hmm. yeah so you're right no that makes sense like i mean not saying like all elderly and older people but i'm just saying like the ones that i know that are my family yeah. like you know that have supported my parents and whatever else like i need to show mm-hmm. them a certain level of respect so you know i still have these actually really good discussions with them and stuff to be honest mm-hmm. um and again, most of them are really open-minded, which is really, I'm really thankful for that. But if they weren't, I'm, I would still, you know, I would take it with, or with that particular generation, I'd take it with more of a pinch of salt, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But then when it comes to the other members of the family, like my cousins, people that are my age, I would be a lot more, if they're like talking about like racism doesn't exist and stuff, I would be a lot more vocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Rose? Let's flip the, flip the, <laughs> the camera. Yeah. And the I mean, over to yeah, you. it totally depends on it depends on like who you're talking to and it depends on like, again, so many different factors. Like what are they saying? Are they saying like out, like, like super, you know, racist things or are they, you know, saying just a few little snarky racist comments? Again, none of this is good, but there are, you know, there is a spectrum of how racist you could be. Right. Yeah. No, no, this is very true. You know, are they going around saying the N word in front of you? Like what's happening? Like we don't know. Right. Yeah. So it depends on the spectrum of how racist they're being, I guess. Mm. Um, I think if they were being like super racist, I it would I would have a tough time spending time Not with people anything. like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think that it dep- again, it also depends on how close I am with these people. 
You know, True. are they just, is it just some uncle that I never see? And I see maybe once a year, I'm not going to, I'm not really going to try to like convince him otherwise if he's like super racist i'll probably just like try to not spend too much time with this person (laughs) you know what i mean but if it's someone that's that you're close with that you can talk to then Mm. you know obviously try to remain calm because i don't think people i think most of racism and any sort of discrimination comes from Mm. just plain ignorance basically so it's not necessarily that they are bad people it's just that they may just not know a lot of things they may have not spent time with people Mm. of another you know race yeah so they have their own you know i i echo that like 100 yeah. and i like to believe this as well because i think you know i do think there's some legitimately racist people out there that are just blatantly like they've they've met people of that race and they just for whatever reasons mm-hmm. they're just you know not great people um mm-hmm. but i do believe that there's a lot of people that it is kind of and i think it's because i look at like well obviously racism a little bit different but like you know like homophobia as well mm-hmm. i think a lot of people that are homophobic um, it's because they maybe maybe they they haven't been exposed, and it's the, it's the fear of the unknown, right? So yeah, and I think it's the same with racism. It's the sense that like if you, for example, you grew up in a very white community and you didn't know any other Asian people or Black people or anything naturally well not naturally but like you might inherently be a little bit more racist initially until maybe you make a really good friend that happens to be Black or it happens to be Asian or a different, you know, different nationality. And it kind of opens your mind up and you say, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This isn't, yeah. this, this isn't so, um, so scary. So I think for the, the, the main takeaway for this question is it's situational. It depends on how, it depends <laughs> like on how every, like every question that comes. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how well you know this, this relative, right. And how yes. often you see them. Cause you're right. Like if you're somebody that you see at the family, annual family gathering, really yeah. just maybe just Go to the other side of the the the, the, the table where you're getting the punch and walk and talk to someone else, you know. Yeah. Um. And then also, yeah, I guess I think age of the relative kind of factors in a little bit as well. Yes. So. And also, it depends on like what you're talking about because you can have an intellectual discussion. Mm. Um. You know, about for example, if you're talking about like systemic racism or something, I think I would. Um. You know, I would try to be as knowledgeable as possible so that I could be like, well, what you know, you know, kind of like teach you know use that opportunity to kind Mm. of you know spread awareness in not just saying like oh you're being racist but like Mm. actually having maybe certain facts maybe knowing a little bit about the history about it and that would help because you're not just you know talking about your feelings and how you're feeling but you actually have some facts with you yeah that's a really good point Mm -hmm. come come very very prepared with lots of uh, Mm -hmm. information information so yeah, have okay. a, try to have a, you know, civilized conversation, even though you might be getting angry, but yeah. I think it's good to try and stay calm. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. even when you're talking about veganism or something, yeah. I try to stay calm, even if I'm like, you know, Raging getting annoyed yeah. yeah, that they're like saying the same dumbass shit as they usually do, which are yeah. oh, plants feel pain. Like, oh my God, like yeah. try to stay calm and yeah. just try to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. <laughs> I'm going to take that God for my damn. next, my next I, argument, Rose. <laughs> God damn, well, I'd be so good at the advice, Daniels. I know. God damn. You'd be like... That's a, why Daniel uh, always come to me for the advice. Oh, God damn. You'd be the advice guru. <laughs> oh, um, okay, next. Is there another one? There's there's three more. Oh, God damn. Do we have time? Okay, oh, go, God go, damn. go. God damn. This is crazy as hell. Okay. So, what is the most jealous you or a partner have been and how did you resolve it? And where do this you is draw, too personal. Where, <laughs> where do you draw the line on certain restrictions on what you're comfortable with your partner doing, etc.? Checking what? out, checking other people out, hanging out with friends of a certain gender that they are interested in, etc. 
<laughs> Do you want to answer that, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> you put in the pressure on me. I oh, am the coordinator and the questionator, okay? Mm. <laughs> questionator. The questionator. No, I, um, so, I mean, Are you a jealous can, person, Daniel? I can answer this question really quite easily. Not easily, but me personally. Um, I'm Luckily, I'm not such a jealous person. So mm-hmm. I don't get super, super jealous. Um, and about partners, I've had none. So... <laughs> Oh goddamn! <laughs> no, no. I've, I mean, I've had a, I've had a few partners, but like nothing like super serious. I've never, I've never been in a situation where, you know, me or my partner has been, you know, yeah, really jealous of each other or what they're doing. And I think with regards to restrictions, um, I think this is a conversation that you need to have with your partner as, as to what you're both comfortable with, because you know maybe they also have things that they're not comfortable with you doing, um, you know. And I think if you're putting on all these restrictions, I guess my question is, do you not trust your partner? Yeah. Um, because I think ultimately the whole idea of a relationship, I think is built on a foundation of trust. Right. So, um, if you, like, if I'm with my partner, I need to trust that, you know, they can hang out with whoever they want to. And I shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel fear that, you know, they're going to, um, you know, cheat on me or do whatever else. And like, with regards to checking out other people, I mean, I mean, I would just hope that out of courtesy, my partner wouldn't do that necessarily in front of me or they would do it like sneakily or Mm -hmm. not sneakily, but like it's not something you would be maybe be blatantly obvious with. Um, And if they want to check out other people when I'm not around, I just don't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's me. This is my, that's how I would. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm I'm the same. Yeah. I think I'm very similar. Like I don't get that jealous Mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe I think everyone's different in, in their level of jealousy. I think it also depends on, you know, uh, there's a few things to look at, right? If you're yeah. if you're talking about your current partner, right, and you're always feeling insecure or thinking mm-hmm. that he's cheating, he or she is cheating, yeah. and thinking that he or she is always checking other people out, is it really that person or is it your insecurities? So you don't. I mean, because it could be either or or both, yeah. right? Yeah. Are like, are you really an insecure person and mm-hmm. do you always get jealous or is it specifically in that relationship? So yeah. those are questions you have to ask yourself yeah. because, or, yeah. Or, or also maybe this person has been cheated on in the past and they have an issue with yeah, building totally. trust and this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's something where you have to take a, like, a little bit of a reflection on yourself as well and mm-hmm. say, you know, why are you needing to, to, to develop these restrictions, I guess. And then if you do need to develop them for your own like personal you know, reasons or whatever else, that's mm-hmm. fine. But you need to have that discussion with your partner so that they understand as well what's going on and what the, what restrictions I guess are in place. And like, yeah, yeah the restriction are- thing is a bit weird. Like I don't yeah. understand the restriction. I mean, it's not weird. I don't want to say it's weird, but like, no. I just, I, I would never go into a relationship and think like, we need to have certain restrictions. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, obviously there yeah. are certain things that I think are, you know, without having to say them, it's kind of like obvious, like obviously you don't, you know, sleep, sleep with somebody else or something, yeah. you know, or make out with somebody else, unless you want to be in a, you know, open, open relationship, relationship then yeah. you can have that conversation. And exactly. that's totally fine. If you both yeah. are on the same page, then have that conversation. <laughs> but exactly. if you're, but I think the kind of the norm and what is like expected without a conversation is that you are in a monogamous relationship if you are in a relationship. Yeah. So until you have a certain conversation, otherwise that's the expectation. So I wouldn't, yeah. so for example, like if my partner was hanging out with like some, you know, a girl or something that they're, that he's friends with, I mean, I would like, I don't think I would be that jealous as long as I yeah. trusted my partner, yeah. you know? 
But this is the thing. I think it comes down to fundamentals of trust. And also a big one is like you said, you need to have those. It's a, I know I say this all the time, but it's about communication. So Mm -hmm. you need to understand with this partner that you're with, what are you guys, for example, like maybe they think Mm -hmm. you're in an open relationship or maybe they, (laughs) or maybe they think you're not in an exclusive relationship. Have you had this discussion? Cause like sometimes I think nowadays, especially a lot of people get into these like pseudo relationships where it's like, they don't actually know where they are. Yeah, they haven't discussed it. So I think I think oh the God, biggest thing those in this situation. Are the worst. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the biggest thing is just like to to discuss with your partner and just establish like where you are before you think about these restrictions yeah. and stuff. Like, are you guys seriously dating? You know, or is this something that's casual? Or you know, and then you can start. And like you said, if there, it is something that's like different, like an open relationship, you need to develop restrictions or rules, I guess, mm-hmm. per se, um, if you want to continue with that. So yeah, I think this one's just kind of like about um, yeah the communication with your partner. And if you do find yourself as a really jealous person, maybe think about the things you can do to try to not be so jealous, I guess. Well, I think about why you are being jealous and you know, is it something to do with you or is it something to do with your partner? Um, Mm. you know, because have have they broken your trust before? And this is the reason why exactly. Because quite often if you've had a partner that's cheated on you in the past, but you've stayed together, then you, but might naturally get jealous, which is understandable mm-hmm. because you don't trust that person anymore. So mm-hmm. you're right. You have to kind of establish where is this jealousy coming from mm-hmm. if it's you or your partner who's jealous and and why. And if it's your partner that gets really jealous, you might need to ask them, you know, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. the situation here? You know? Yeah. 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 All right. What's That's next? It. So uh, the next one. Okay. So the next one is, oh, this is another, oh gosh. Oh God, um, it's a deep no, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, okay. uh, just because it has to do with weight. <laughs> and I know this is something that's, you know, I've, okay. we, we've both kind of struggled with, but, okay. um, Late on me. so this person, I've been struggling with, with weight for four years in school, lost and gained a lot. So they kind of yo-yoed a bit, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. since being out of high school, the past three years, they've been pretty stable with their weight and eating behavior. Mm, okay. I've always had a big appetite and have gained some weight during the quarantine, Um, this person says that they want to get pregnant, um, but they feel a bit uncomfortable with their body at the moment because of the weight gain over the quarantine. And they're scared of gaining, I guess, additional weight, which might be hard to lose after the baby, I guess. Do you have any tips? Uh, I think that it depends on if you want to get pregnant, I feel like you're going to gain weight anyways. So it's like, I feel like if you wanted to get pregnant badly, then it's something that you just are going to have to deal with. And even if you lost some weight now, and if you, if you're going through, like, for example, if you try to lose weight now, it's going to probably hinder your chances of getting pregnant. I feel like, because you want to be at a healthy, you know, I mean, I don't know how much this person has gained. Right. So we, again, we don't know, but you also don't want to push yourself too much to lose weight in a short period of time because mm-hmm. then you're going to be potentially putting your body in a situation where, you know, it's not in the optimal time to get yeah. pregnant. I don't know. Right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a tough one. And I'm going to be completely honest um, with this person because I've had friends yeah. that have had babies and, you know, okay, stuff sure. like that. So yeah. one of the things that they have to, you have to remember one, okay, being pregnant and childbirth and all that stuff. It's like, I, I don't know because I've never obviously done it um, <laughs> and I never will. Um, but apparently it's a really amazing and, you know, really uh, incredible experience. But at the same time, you have to remember, especially if this, I don't know if this is this person's first pregnancy, but I think it sounds like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to remember that 
after a pregnancy, like your body is changed forever. So right. the amount of, because, because when you're pregnant, obviously you have just like hormones raging and you have like lots of different things that have happened in your body while you've carried this baby that are like, you know, you can still lose weight and everything else, but things have changed in your body. Mm-hmm. And so they can change it in so many different ways and so many different factors. And one of them can be that after you have a baby, it might be, you, it might be more difficult for you to lose weight. It might be more difficult for you to do certain things. Like you, your body will change in ways that nobody, nobody can um, predict. You know what I mean? Right. Like some people, they drop the weight afterwards, but they'll ha- they won't be able to eat certain foods or, you know, your body basically, it changes. Yeah. So if you're going to be pregnant and you're getting ready to have a baby, it's exciting. But at the same time, you need to be prepared that your body is going to change body's forever. Change. Yeah. But at the same time, I think once you become a mother, like your, I mean, obviously your, your health and everything is still really, really important and your mm-hmm. body and everything. But I think small weight changes here and there are beginning to become less important. Yes. I think your yeah. priorities will definitely shift. Obviously like yeah. we're, we are not mothers, so we do not know. But <laughs> my my kind of prediction is that you would care probably a little less. I mean, again, I yeah. don't know what your you know situation is, but I would imagine mm-hmm. that your priorities will shift. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how badly you want to be a mom. And if you exactly. want to be a mom, then, you know, I mean, you maybe you could wait a little bit and like, you know, lose off some mm-hmm. of that quarantine weight first. I don't know. If, but yeah. do it in a healthy way. If, if you're yo-yoing exactly. all the time, that's not good. Um, Mm. you got to do it in a healthy way and that's going to take longer, unfortunately. Exactly. And also I feel like when you gain weight during quarantine, for example, Mm. in the last few months, I mean, there's a chance that you're going to lose it, you know, because it's, it's like vacation weight, right? Like you're not going to keep it on forever. Exactly. Well, and it sounds like this person had been struggling with weight for a while, but since they've left high school, they've actually gotten a a manage of it. They were really Mm -hmm, stable with mm -hmm. their weight and eating behavior. Um, and it just sounds like just over the quarantine. And like you said, you should, I think this person should kind of look at this as, you know, quarantine is not a normal circumstance. And it's like, we have been, you know, we haven't been exercising as normally as we, we should. We're not out and about all this stuff. So naturally you are going to put on a bit of weight, but as soon as it kind of, we get back to normality, which we're starting to already, um, your body will, it's your body is always trying to reach a state of equilibrium, right? So mm-hmm. during, during the quarantine, the reason you put on weight is because, you know, you're not exercising and stuff. You're still eating a lot. So your body's naturally mm-hmm. going to gain weight. But the second you go back to doing your normal routine, your body would naturally should go back to yeah. how it was before or yes. an initial kind mm-hmm. of, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, think about that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to have a baby and everything like congrats and, you know, good luck and everything, but just, just keep that in mind that your body will change. Um, and in ways that you can't predict and you know, you don't know what's necessarily going to happen. Right. So yeah. Good advice, Daniel. Mm -hmm. That'd be my, my two cents. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine. You're going to have a nice, beautiful baby. You're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And even if you're a little bit, you know, more, if you have put on a little bit more uh, weight, mm-hmm. then that'd be fine. Exactly. More, more, um, what is it called? More, <laughs> more, cushion more, for the pushing. You'd be a little bit softer for the baby, you know, exactly. like the that's baby going to be comfortable in the mother's well, touch. <laughs> that's what I'll be, this is what I'll be telling myself no, as, as I, I gain weight over the corner <laughs> saying, God damn. I can see, I can see people, um, you know, I can see that is a legitimate concern. Like I would definitely mm-hmm. be concerned about that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're actually, this brings oh, us to our damn. last one. Oh, God damn. Okay. God damn. Lay it on me. It's, it's a, a short, short one, one actually. Okay. Um, so 
Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. <laughs> my, my, so this person, my girlfriend is not vegan, but, but the lot of, uh, bleh, but a lot of the food she eats is vegan by accident. Is it good or bad if I'm trying to get her to eat more vegan food? Because I don't know whether this is me forcing this on her or not. Oh God. It's like similar to the first one. Kind of. Yeah. Um, it's so hard with partners. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it's hard with everybody, but I think yeah. with your partner, it's like you want to be on the same page. So it's like, mm. I feel like no more than anybody else. I want my partner to be on the same page. Even yeah. if my family members, like they don't, you know, if they don't follow vegan, it's like, yeah. okay. But this is like potentially your life partner or whatever it is. True. So what, it's okay. hard, but yeah. So what do you think? I was going to say, so like my thing, so if I start initially dating someone, this is just the initial phases. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. So what I think I would do in this circumstance, again, this person, they didn't give that much context. So I don't know how long right. they've been seeing this person or whatever right. else. So I think that will change. But for me, my part of me, the way that I initially approach this would be like, I guess if we're like going out to eat somewhere, like if we're going out to a restaurant and stuff, mm -hmm. I'm not going to like okay, let's say we go out to eat and I want to go to a vegan restaurant. That's something different because everything that's on the menu is vegan. But like, let's mm -hmm. say we go to an, a different restaurant and I'm ordering the vegan thing and they want to order something else. I'm not going to necessarily give them a hard time about that. I'll just be like, yeah. you know, but on the other side, the other, the other side, if they're coming to my house and I'm making food or if they're inviting me for dinner and they're yeah. making food, it's going to have to be vegan. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 100%. And, and I don't think that that's me necessarily forcing it on them. I just think it's just them accommodating me and me accommodating them when we're out to eat, if that makes sense, yes. you know? So yes. I think in, th in that regards, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily forcing somebody to, to eat vegan. And I, again, I would hope that like my partner would kind of be like excited to sometimes go to vegan restaurants with me and stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's something yeah. different for them initially. And they'll be like, Oh mm -hmm. cool. Like I hope that whoever I end up with is open-minded enough to, to be able to mm -hmm. do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, with this situation with your girlfriend, I mean, I think, you know, hopefully she's also open-minded and you can, you can, you can get her excited about trying vegan foods and going to like say, yeah. Oh, I, I really want to try this vegan restaurant. Cause they have this like really cool thing. And if you get excited, maybe some of your excitement will be infectious and they'll get excited and yes. say, cool, let's go try it. You know? Yeah. I think it's... maybe I live, maybe I live in a fantasy world. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely live in a fantasy world. I'm not okay. sure about this particular situation, but, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean by you're forcing her. Like, are you, you know, are you constantly suggesting that she should eat something vegan or are you mm. just taking her to vegan restaurants? Like, what's happening? You yeah. know, we don't know the context. But like, True. yeah, you're right. If we went to a non-vegan restaurant, which I mean, first of all, my first choice would be try to go to a vegan restaurant if you can yeah, or a vegetarian definitely. restaurant. So just so that you don't have to even like have these weird, awkward conversations of what yeah. you, you know, what you might want them to order. Because like, you don't want to control them. You don't want to, you exactly. know, make it seem like you're trying to, again, force them into your behavior mm -hmm whatever. But if you go to a vegan restaurant, then you don't have to, you know, feel weird about it because, you no. know, there's and lots of You don't have to have those there. discussions. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my first choice. Mm -hmm. uh, my second choice would be to cook for her, you know, yeah, make yeah. food for her. Um, yeah. That's, you know, unfortunately it's going to take a little bit more effort on your part because mm -hmm. you're the vegan. So you're the one that kind of wants to, you know, mm -hmm. eat the vegan food. So, you know, you're going to have to make a little bit of that effort and yeah. um you know i think it's nice and romantic if you cook for your oh, partner definitely. so i would love someone um, to cook for me you know i love it when you cook for me rose it'd be romantic as to. hell <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of cooking, you know what I'm saying? For, you know, for, you know, men. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> for your channel. And I was going to say, I have oh, to God say, damn. I'm going to, I have to give you a little compliment, Rose. Oh. Your, your, your cooking has come a long <laughs> way. God, it, that sounds like a backhanded compliment, Daniels. God damn. <laughs> God I just damn! I, not that not saying that we ate like bad in London or anything, but like looking at your stuff now that you make on yeah. your channel, and I'm just like, why couldn't she cook like this when we were living together? You know, Daniel, <laughs> I learned a lot. Okay, well, I mean, you be making curry every day. You still That's be making true. curry every day. God damn. Anyways. So yes, cook for the oh partner. God. Okay. That's a great, that's a great thing. Okay. So first yeah. choice, vegan restaurant. I mean, I mean, I also feel the same, like when I'm like dating or something, obviously yeah. I want to like, you know, encourage going to the vegan place, but I, but you yeah. also feel weird because you're like, by choosing a vegan place, am I kind of, you know, Pushing forcing them. them to go to a vegan place? You know what I mean? So I kind I, of I understand. I don't think it is though. Cause think about it. Like I would think you, about I it mean, like this. I think it's you just would like feel that way if you were. No, but I think you would feel that way if you were, you know, in a relationship right now and then yeah. you always felt like you were choosing the restaurant. Vegan restaurants. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. But I mean, oh yeah, I guess. Oh God, God damn, it's complicated. But I would hell. hope, yeah, I mean, I would hope that my partner would, you know, would want to go to a vegan restaurant. <laughs> no, definitely. This is the thing is like, I would, I, I want somebody that's like, you know, has that kind of enthusiasm to try new things and, know. you know, but for them, they maybe. they would think that you're pushing that shit on them. Oh God. Well, then they're not the one for me. <laughs> god damn we gonna be single forever this is why i'm alone this is why i'm alone and in my parents basement god damn <laughs> i'm a catch rose i swear you are a catch you're too good for everyone unemployed <laughs> living in your parents basement yeah. <laughs> oh god. forcing oh god. guys to go to vegan restaurants <laughs> yeah Making them pay because I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh God. Okay. No, no, no. Here's, I changed my answer. I changed okay. my answer because okay, of the awkwardness right. of you always just suggesting a vegan restaurant, try to cook at home more often, you know, yeah. make vegan food more often. So then when you eat out, it's not like you're always going to the vegan restaurant, but like overall, the amount of food that you're eating is going to be more vegan. Exactly. And also, and you know, show her a few documentaries if, uh, yeah. you know. If she's interested, well, mm -hmm. hopefully she'll be interested. And also, you know, if you are cooking a lot at home, there's a really, really great um, YouTube channel that you should that you should check out for recipes <laughs> called Cheap Lazy Vegan. So you can get some recipes off there. Cook your girlfriend some something really nice from that channel, and oh, there you damn. go. You know. Oh God damn, Daniel! I'll pay you later for that. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that brings us to the end of our uh, segment. Yeah. What's the segment called, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. The, uh, the Savage Slice. Yeah. So that is the end. I'm of about the to slash slice my too. wrists right now. <laughs> God damn. So Just kidding, guys. God. thanks everyone who submitted those situations. That was really, really fun. Um, and yeah, again, if, if there's other people that are listening or watching on YouTube and you have some, you know, questions or things that you want us to talk about in this particular segment of our podcast, then again, feel free to slip into our DMs uh, mm -hmm. the Savage Podcast, uh, at the Savage Podcast or um, send us an email, um, thesavagepodcast at gmail.com, and we will add those to the next segment of the Savage God Slice. damn. These were really good. I enjoyed I them. Know. So was, send us more, guys. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship ones, the vegan ones. We love all those. God, God damn. damn. 
Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you Mm -hmm. check us out on Patreon if you haven't already and uh, become part of the Patreon family. And also check us out on, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all of those fun things. Okay. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.